friend of mine once told me a story of going to the DMV, how, like many trips to the DMV, he waited in line for a really, really long time and finally got to the counter where he was going to do the transaction to get his license renewed or whatever he was doing there, and uh, came to his attention that they only took cash or check, and he didn't have either. He just had a credit card, but they didn't take credit card. He said, well, is there an ATM machine? And the lady behind the counter was obviously you know, deals with this problem all the time. She's like, no, we don't have an ATM. And, uh, but you can go to the Jewel next door and you can get cash out of that. And she, he said, well, I've been waiting in line. Do, can I skip the line when I come back with the cash or do I have to wait in line again? Of course you have to wait in line again. This woman was like very short with him. He had been waiting, he was frustrated. Uh, there was no sign that said cash only. So he was just really, really mad. And specifically at this lady. And he goes over to the jewel to get his cash out of the ATM, and he's just fuming, and he's like thinking of all the things he should have said to this woman, and blah. And it's Easter time, and he sees all the Easter candy. And something in him, this Holy Spirit voice, just whispers to his heart, um, buy her some candy. And he's like, no. And he's picturing throwing the candy in her face when, when he goes back and finally gets to the front of the line. But he just in humility, buys some candy, like little chocolate Easter bunnies, gets his cash, goes back to the, and waits in line, all the, and gets the same cashier. And he just says to her, um, I don't know if you're having a bad day, but in case you are, I hope maybe this helps a little bit. And he gives her the candy. And immediately she starts crying. And she gets the other tellers, and she's like, look at what he got me. What a nice young man. Anyways, the point of it was not that he did such a nice thing, but he left feeling peace, where he would have kind of felt bitter and angry and restless, just doing this little act of kindness to someone who he felt had mistreated him or not treated him with respect, gave him a certain peace that he hadn't been just like drawn into this dysfunction of human beings being cruel to one another or being dismissive or disrespectful that he had kind of sown love where there had been hatred in the littlest, tiniest way. But I think that this teaching of Jesus to love those who mistreat us, to love our enemies, is one of the most difficult and probably least practiced doctrines of Christianity there is. It's sort of where the rubber meets the road. Because it gets to something very, very fundamental to our theology as Christians, in other words, what we're called to. Jesus says, be merciful as your Father is merciful. He's saying, don't just be a good person, like lending money to people you expect money to be given back to you, or treating people well who treat you well, or loving those who love you. That's, those are just like the requirements of decency. Don't just be a decent person. Be like God who is good to the, even the ungrateful and the wicked and the mean. God blesses them. Be like that. Be merciful and loving, even to those who don't love you. But that's really, really hard. There's a uh, kind of a, a doctrine in the tradition of, of Catholic Christianity called the natural law, if you've ever heard of it, and it's kind of a philosophical term. The natural law is just what, by nature, we as human beings are obligated to do. Like there are certain natural bonds that you have to your family or to your close friends or to the people from your nation 
or community or your church. There are these natural bonds and duties and obligations of justice that we have to those people. And so to obey the natural law is to fulfill your human nature, to be a good human being. But what Jesus is showing us in the Sermon on the Mountain here in the Gospel of Luke uh, is the supernatural law. That what you not only have to do as a human being, but as a divinized son or daughter of God, that being in the family of God by your baptism, becoming a son or daughter, means you have to act like your father. It means you have to fulfill not just the obligations of nature, but of supernature, as it were. But we cannot do that by our own natural means. By definition, we need supernatural grace, God's help, in order to fulfill that. That's very, very difficult. Especially because, as sinners, we can't even fulfill the natural law. Right? It would be one thing if we were all really good at being good to our family and to our friends and to the people in our community or the people sitting next to us. Right? If we were perfect humans, it would still be hard to fulfill the supernatural law. But we can't even fulfill the natural law. Because have you noticed that sometimes your enemies are actually the people who used to be your friends? Or the people you have the most difficult love, uh, loving or the people who have offended you the most are the people in your own family? But those are sometimes the most difficult people to love because they're around us more. There's more chance of them offending us. We expect more of them. We trust them more. We're more vulnerable with the people close to us. And so it's like even those people, I have to get grace. I have to get God's help in order to love them the way I'm supposed to love them. But what does all this mean about turn the other cheek? Or if somebody asks for your cloak, give them your tunic as well. This going above and beyond what people are already taking from you. If people offend you, love them back. Isn't that just being like a doormat? Isn't that just being like passive and kind of a wilting lily or a wimp? Is that what Jesus is calling us to do? No. In fact, forgiveness is not an act of indifference. Like, it's okay, I don't deserve to be treated well. You're probably having a bad day, making excuses for the person that's sinning against you. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is an act of rebellion. It's like buying Easter bunnies for the person who just insulted you. Right? It's an act of rebellion saying, I will not be a part of this dysfunctional way of relating. You hate me, but I love you. You have treated me bad, but I'm not just going to write you off and say, whatever. I'm going to go back and pursue your heart and love you and treat you with the dignity that you should have treated me with. And I'm not going to hold it against you that you didn't. But I'm going to go above and beyond. You see how it's not an act of, it's not an act of indifference when somebody hits you on one cheek to show them your other cheek? It would be an act of indifference to just say, okay, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't, you know, and walk away and say, you can hit me, that's fine. But when somebody hits you to be like, hit me here too. Isn't that an act of rebellion? And sowing love where there's hatred? That's what interrupts the dysfunction of the human family. The disruptive power of love is what Jesus is telling us to imitate in him. But that's really, really hard. I don't know if you've ever tried to forgive that way, in that rebellious, insistent way. But there are steps to it. The first step is simply not desiring revenge. You can just say like, okay, I really want to hurt that person back because they hurt me. 
But I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to entertain that fantasy, that thought of like what I should have said to get him back, you know. Just let go of that. That's the first step. The second step is then to not demand repayment, right? There's a difference between just not trying to hit them back because they hit you and then the brooding and saying like, well, then I'm just going to withhold my love from you until you repay me somehow, like grovel and say you're sorry and prove that you're truly repentant and that you recognize what a bad person you are. Then I'll maybe consider giving you my time or my attention or my love. To give up that sort of pride and to just say, I don't insist on you repaying me back for anything. That's what forgiveness is. It's forgiving a debt. You've done something that's caused you to be in my debt. You owe me an apology or repayment somehow. I just will not collect. I forgive the debt. That's the second step. But then the third step, which is the hardest of all, is to then bless that person somehow. Maybe even directly, like if this person, like buy them candy or some, some, some act of generosity or blessing. Maybe this person is so dysfunctional, like you cannot, uh, on a human level, just even have them in your, in your life because they continually offend you, continually hurt or harass you. You don't have to keep going back to someone who's hurt you. But to just, from a distance, bless them and wish them well. Pray for that person. It's very difficult to hate a person that you pray for on a regular basis. But these three steps, just not getting revenge, into not collecting repayment, into even blessing the person who's hurt you, that all takes grace. It's a fulfillment of the supernatural law and so requires supernatural resources that are not at our natural disposal. We need Jesus to do that. But if we need a little extra motivation, how about the end of this gospel reading? The measure with which you measure out will be measured back to you. If you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive. If you want mercy, you have to be merciful. I don't know about you, but it's not just that people have offended me. I've offended people. I've hurt people because I'm a sinner just like you. We all need forgiveness. We all need some slack for someone to not get revenge for what I've done to them, for not insisting that I repay them for every little thing I owe them for, to even the people who have blessed me. I owe them that. But most of all, I owe God that because he hasn't held it against me the times that I've offended him or ignored him or disrespected him. So with God's grace, I can be like God. I can be merciful as my Father is merciful. And in so doing, deserve and earn in certain respect or at least open myself up to the mercy that God gives me.